This is the Thursday Night Podcast, your source for news, analysis, and all things Georgia State sports. Because every day is Thursday. Hello and welcome to a Sunbelt Champions edition of the Thursday Night Podcast. Joining you live mere hours after our 73-64 win over UT Arlington in the Sunbelt Tournament Championship. My name is Taylor and I'm joined by David and Brady. Today we're going to be breaking down, obviously, our championship win. Uh, we're not going to get too much into previewing our matchup against Houston come Friday. Um, we're actually going to have another episode with a little bit more of a detailed breakdown of what we expect to see in our matchup but we will be doing just our kind of initial gut reactions and just a little bit of discussion but be sure to be on the lookout for another episode this week for a more detailed breakdown now gentlemen let's get down to it a dub is a dub cue the queen cue the queen <laughs> <laughs> that was fun though um I like winning Sunville championships and this is the third one that I've been able to see since I've been a student so this is fun. I like winning. Third tournament appearance in five years is definitely not nothing. This is the first back-to-back appearance. and That is definitely nor- important to note. We definitely can't take for granted that we are in, I don't want to say golden era, because, you know, we have higher ceilings. But, you know, maybe like a bronze era, you know, entering a, nice, a, a nice medal. Entering a Georgia State basketball renaissance, I think, is a better way of phrasing what you are sure. getting at. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts from the game today? Defense. If you were a fan of offense, I really hope you just didn't watch any of the Sunbelt tournament this year. (laughs) We forced 24 straight field goal misses, if I remember hearing the postgame conference correctly. Over 15 in-game minutes for UTA without a made field goal. I can't say enough about how much that defensive showing impressed me is the word I'm looking for. I, you're you're absolutely right. And I, I think the funny thing was this was not a good three-point shooting team, UTA speaking. And early, they had some success early on. They were three of ten, you know, kind of feeling it. There was a couple of guys that hit a couple threes. And then Edric Dennis, to be specific. And then he stopped hitting threes. And it seems like nobody else was able to hit threes. And then that was very contagious because then they stopped hitting their twos. And a little bit was they even, you know, they got some open looks. I'll be honest, they did, but they still couldn't hit those shots. And then the Panthers just clamped down on defense during the run where, as you said, went 15 minutes without scoring a basket. I don't know a lot of teams that play collegiate basketball that can go 15 minutes without making a basket and expect to win a lot of games. And this honestly is definitely not like disrespecting to UTA because they had a great year outperforming pretty much everyone's expectations. It was still a game in spite of that. Like they they hung around and that's, I mean, credit to their defense as well. It was a little worrisome. I mean, I was never like, oh no, we're going to lose. It was a little worrisome when the lead was still only eight or nine in the time when they just had gone 15 minutes without scoring. Cause it's like at some point they're going to hit some and then they hit three in a row literally. Right. And it was like, okay, I think if the offense had been a little bit more on point, we could have had a more comfortable win by the end. But I mean, I'm not going to complain about how it went and we closed out like we needed to. I do want to point out they shot seven for 33 from the three point line. A lot of that probably comes late in the game when they know that they're down against us and threes kind of are the only thing to get you back into it so i don't know i mean obviously we clamped down on defense perimeter defense is really good today they weren't getting good looks they were just kind of throwing them up exactly (laughs) like they were kind of just prayers to throw up and obviously we put them in a position where they had to take those but 
but we had to force them to be in that position. So the credit all goes to our defense today. We wanted them to do that. Like I said yesterday, like if they have a good shooting day from three, they can win. If they don't have a good shooting day from three, they can't. And that's what happened. I mean, if they hadn't even an average day from three, they'd probably win that game. Definitely. But who didn't have an average shooting day from three, Malik Ben-Levy. My guy. Malik. <laughs> Most outstanding player for the Sunbelt Tournament. Senior, trying to get back totally to the deserved. NCAA Tournament. I mean, can't say enough about his performance. Even just towards the end of the, the regular season, like he's had an, a fantastic last four or five weeks of play. And even though it hasn't showed up every single game on the stat sheet, he is absolutely the glue that holds this team together. So I just do want to take this opportunity to shout Malik out for it's a his fantastic third straight performance. Double double. Yep. Going back to the Southern game in Statesboro, he's had double doubles the last three games. And, you know, important games to have double doubles in. Definitely. He's put the team on his back. And-, and and while we're shouting out people and giving credit, I mean, I don't think it's that much hyperbole to say that Damon Wilson kind of changed the season. Especially the defensively. Season defensively, yep. he brings so much to the table that let us do so many more things that he is equipped and able to put us in a position to do that I, I just yeah can't say enough about his performance this year. And I mean, shout out Damon Wilson offensively today. I know we talk a lot about his defense and, you know, we talk about how if he's able to give you anything offensively, it's a, you know, it goes from being real good to really good. Today, he was the spark plug on offense. Kane had 12 points, you know, and a lot of that came at the free throw line. So I'll forgive, you know, he was attacking, but it came sort of as the game progressed. But Damon Wilson was absolutely the spark that got the Panthers going early on in that game. Efficient, you know, too. He's five of six from the field. I, um, that's three just, for three from I think the that's line. his game. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how next season goes, how his usage changes, but I don't think he's ever going to be a force it guy. I think he's only going to go for high percentage looks. And I think that's a plus. And it's especially a plus on this team where he doesn't have to be anything more than the fifth or fourth option, whatever, in a given lineup. So I think it, it really, he's a piece we didn't really have on last year's team. And he's a bench piece slash fringe starter we didn't really have on the last tournament team to win games. So I think he's going to be a really important player for us in the NCAA tournament. It's interesting that you bring up how he is a, a fringe bench player, fringe starter. And during the game, the broadcast team was talking a lot about kind of the maturity of Devin Mitchell for being able to take direction from coach and saying, hey, we want to move you to the bench to be able to have that spark coming off the bench and specifically for you to be like kind of the defensive leader of that second unit. Um, and he's embraced that role and that has opened up more starting minutes for Damon that he has absolutely capitalized on. Offensively, we saw today, but in general, I feel like his defensive presence has added a lot to the starting squad um, in this you know, last two, three games that he's moved into that role. It'll be nice to see what happens on Friday, and we'll get there, obviously. But what else can you say about this Panthers team? They, From the beginning of the year, they said, all right, we went to the NCAA tournament last year. We know we're going to win the conference. That's that's it. We're, we're, we're going back to back. And, you know, it was it was fun to see a lot of Sunbelt teams kind of look at them with the side eye. But, I mean, at the end of the day, who's the conference representative for the Sunbelt? The Panthers. So, David, I have three words know. for you. Ball, don't lie. <laughs> I was, Honestly. Do we want to kind of give some initial thoughts as to Friday or? Oof. I tell you what. Feeling? Friday, I tell you what. alternately known as Thursday. 
Friday night edition of Thursday night Panthers basketball. A three and a fourteen just off the top. Like it's it doesn't look super great, but I'm not trembling in my boots thinking about playing this Houston team. I feel the same way. I mean, obviously we're gonna be optimistic about Georgia's sake. It just doesn't seem like a team that's set up to, you know, we're definitely gonna have to put up ninety to win, or you know, it's not like it seems like it could be a a style of play, a lower scoring type kind of game. And we just are set up to give teams trouble with how much spread out shooting we have. We have the one guy who's like the guy in DeMarcus, but then we've also got Kane who can also, if they leave him alone, I just think that we've got so many weapons that it's not going to be a, an easy 14 seed cakewalk for Houston. As long as we bring what we know we can, especially if we bring this defense. If we pack this defense in the, the gear that's going to Tulsa, it wouldn't matter who the three seed is. We could play with anyone. You hit the nail on the head when you said that the defense is what makes this team so special this year. And a lot of the times, the teams you see perform well in March, you see teams that perform well on defense go far in this tournament. And if there's one thing that we've seen definitely down the stretch that this team in Georgia State can do, it's clamp down on defense. So I mean, even if we get a portion of the defensive intensity we played with today and the offense shows up even just a little bit, I definitely like our chances. I do too. I mean, you know, looking obviously for as a mid-major school, there are certain teams that you draw in the NCAA tournament that are like, well, dang, I don't want to play you. Yeah. No, I mean, they're 31 and three, like that speaks for itself. Like this isn't like us expecting a win or putting them down because they're also very good. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, since the NCAA tournament really wants us to play American conference opponents, <laughs> I say this year will be different than it was last year to do. I think, and we can, we'll break down more of that later, but I, I'm not necessarily worried about Houston. Like I was a little bit last year with Cincinnati. I agree with that. Definitely tempting fate looking past this game, neither Iowa state nor Ohio state scare me very much in a th- round of 32 matchup either. Again, I can't overstate how little I'm trying to tempt fate with this. Ah, uh, fate owes no levels of tempting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand what you mean. I, if we are looking ahead, there are some six seeds that I would prefer to not have played, and I'm not super worried about them. Ohio State and Iowa State, you know, whoever comes out of that game. Yeah, I mean... If we're playing house cast at that point, I mean, why not roll the dice? Because I mean, if we're getting past Houston, it's because our defense is still as locked in as it's been over the past month, and there are a lot of teams that I think that we could just end up having a really good forty minutes against because of that defense, and just end up coming out on top. So we'll see. So that's about going to wrap up this knee jerk reaction championship celebration edition of the Thursday Night Podcast. I do want to take this opportunity to kind of verbally retweet. I mean, we talked about it kind of towards the end of our our Georgia State breakdown that back-to-back tournament appearances for the first time in Georgia State's history. We're kind of entering a renaissance of Georgia State basketball. And we've been saying this pretty much all year. And Coach mentioned in his post-game interview that Georgia State is the best basketball program in the state of Georgia. Full stop. Next question. It's been such a pleasure to watch this team and at least in our small circle, cover this team this year. And it's been a wild ride, and I'm very excited to see what Friday brings for us. This is not going to be the last time you hear from us this week. Like I said earlier, we're going to have another 
regularly scheduled Thursday night podcast episode available. We're going to go a little bit more in depth once we have a chance to do some more research about our opponent, Houston, on Friday. But be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, celebrate the win. Congratulations, Georgia State. Go Panthers. Go Thurs. Go Thurs. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you later this week.